What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Moving Dirt. I'm Josh Murillo. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, it is Friday, May 1st. I'm actually really excited about next week. We have a bunch of interviews lined up, so be sure you guys tune in for that. We got some really good stuff coming up in the next couple weeks. Uh, but yeah, thank you for joining me today. Really excited to get into today's topic. We're going to talk a little bit about working for free. Um, <clears throat> now, this is a concept that I didn't expect to run into when I graduated from college. What I thought was that you go, you get your degree, you finish with your degree, and then they you automatically have a job. And then you go and work that job and you make lots of money and you climb the corporate ladder. And then you reach a place where you're comfortable, you buy a house, blah, 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 blah. That is not exactly how things worked out. Uh, once I graduated from college, I think... <clears throat> so I graduated from college with a degree in business management. And immediately was unemployed and super confused. I was like, where are the jobs? I am a college graduate now. How come I'm not employed? You know, so I went from there and just looking for work to do uh, to working in a fruit warehouse. And I was so angry and confused after that because I was like, I should not be doing this right now. Like, it wasn't this what all the work was for. It wasn't this what all the tests were for and going to class and this and that and the other. I mean, so I think I'd mentioned before, I essentially flunked out of UW my freshman year, uh, but I ended up graduating on time. So I went to summer school. I took extra classes, extra credits, all that stuff after that first year. And I still graduated after four years of college. So I still graduated on time, put in all that extra work. And here I am graduated with a diploma, no job. So I got a job at a fruit warehouse and worked there for a little bit. And I was super upset and angry about what I was doing. And then once I kind of like worked hard and, and climbed that ladder just a hair, the management there heard that I was a graduate and uh, in with a degree in business management. So they put me in a position where I was managing a very, very, very small crew, basically dumping fruit into a sorting machine. Uh, that was my first gig coming out of college. And I went from that to quality control. Um, but... The, the concept of working for free had not entered into my mind. Uh, so after, a, long story short, I had worked there for, God, I want to say like a year, something like that. Uh, worked there. I worked at a bank as a teller. I was unhappy, very unhappy. And at the same time, I was recording music and I wanted to know how to do it properly. So I decided to go to audio school and I was like, dude, I really want to make this audio thing work out. I want to work in entertainment. So I busted my butt when I was in audio school and graduated basically with a 4.0. I was at the top of my class and I went to... Well, I was one of the top of the class, I should say. So from there, I got an internship at NBC Universal Sports. And I realized how important of an opportunity this was because it was NBC. And coming from a place like Yakima, Washington, going, going to Los Angeles and getting a job with any sort it could have been PBS it could have been USA like any sort of television network was a big deal to me you know because I was from sm such a small town when I got there and got my uh, internship with uh, NBC Universal Sports the first thing that my boss said to me was hey what's up feel free to come in here and learn everything blah 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 just so you know this is an unpaid internship and we've never hired an intern here. Meaning that even if I had completed everything they wanted me to do and I just crushed it, 
there was no job waiting for me. So I had to do all of that for free. After having gone through the trials and tribulations of working in the fruit warehouse after, and this, by the way, this is after I had already done a lot of other manual labor jobs, which I absolutely hated. And this is my first opportunity to be at NBC. That guy saying to me, Hey, just so you know, we've never hired an intern. The first thing that popped in my head was I'm going to be the first. I'm going to do everything you ask me to do and 10 times more. I will make it impossible for you not to hire me after I'm done with this. And it didn't come from a place of confidence. It didn't come from a place of arrogance or anything like that. It came from a place of like almost desperation and fear of going back to doing what I was doing before. So I was just like, I am going to work for free and I'm going to prove my worth here and now. Over the following month, I came in early, stayed at late, got coffees. I, I went and created a whole new manual for the audio console that I was using. You know, I, I did everything that I could have done. I came in on days I wasn't supposed to come in. There were certain shows that they were going to shoot that I had not done before. Like I had been there for some VO sessions. I'd been there for some live sessions. Some of the stuff that they also did was they would come in and do these basically like promo spots where they'd bring in the talent. They'd be like, okay, here's, here's the stuff that you guys need to say. Here's how you need to say it. We're, we're trying to promote the FIS downhill skiing championship. Here, here's the copy, all that stuff. And I, so I wanted to learn how to do all of it and not just on the audio side. I wanted to learn from the production standpoint too, because they had producers there kind of helping the talent along and, and producing the show. So I would come in on my days off just to sit and watch and I would take notes. My internship had ended and I had become friends with just about everybody there and had found a way to make other people's jobs just a little bit easier by me being there. So once my internship ended, the, a couple of the producers went to the sound supervisor who was my boss and he's a great guy. His name's Taylor. Um, and Taylor was like, Hey man, just so you know, you've, you've done a fantastic job. And I go, thank you. He was like, so there's no full-time position here, but there are a couple of live shows that I think you can handle. You basically been doing it already. They're done on the weekends. They're at weird hours because they're done live. Uh, and they're done like overseas or whatever. I don't want to come in on my day off. I want to I want to enjoy my Saturday or whatever. Do you want these shows? And of course, my answer was yes, because that would have been my my only source of income at that point. So I came in and started freelancing shows. But the point that I'm trying to make is that that opportunity became a success without anything guaranteed. And not every opportunity is obvious. If someone just cracks the door and allows you to be present, that is a colossal opportunity. From there, all you have to do is establish your value. I used to work at CrossFit High Voltage. I managed that gym for a while and I worked for Tim and Carly Thackeray. They've taught me just about everything I know about sales in general. One of the things that they always told us when they were teaching us how to basically sell memberships was that Look, no one is going to come in and purchase our product until we establish value. So the thing that I think is super important for everyone is to recognize when someone is giving you the opportunity to establish your value. Once you establish value, it justifies the price that you're asking for your product or service. So whether it's a gym membership 
creating a job where there is none, whether it's trying to get onto a certain team or anything like that, all you need to do is get that opening where someone gives you the opportunity to establish value. Even if there's not a position available, if you establish enough value, they'll make one for you. They'll make an exception. People are always willing to go the extra mile if you're making their life a little bit easier. They'll find a way to keep you on. And just so you guys know, that story happened nine years ago. I was so proud of how it turned out that I repeated that pattern in every single other endeavor that I've done, and it has not failed me yet. Now, that doesn't mean that I always get the desired outcome. What I am saying, though, is that it has always yielded a positive result. It's either improved my relationship with people, it's extended my network, or sometimes the returns have been financial, which is awesome. I still work for free to this day. I do it all the time. In fact, a lot of the stuff that I'm doing here and now in quarantine, I'm doing for free. A good example, this podcast is a passion project of mine. It's something that I would love to do full-time, but I have to establish value with my listeners. If I'm not putting out good content, if I'm not putting out 100% effort and making it so compelling for you guys to come back and listen, then it's not worth money. But doing this show has been so fulfilling for me personally that even if I never make another dime from this show, I'll continue to do it for the rest of my life just because it means that much to me. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening. It means a whole lot to me that you guys take time out of the day. If you guys like it that much, all I ask in return is just share it with somebody. Give it to somebody who you feel like could really benefit from this, and that will help the podcast grow. And honestly, that's what I really care about more than anything. I don't care about getting paid. I don't care about making this a career or anything like that. I just want to get my thoughts out there, and if they help somebody else out, then I've achieved my goal. All right, guys, so we're going to go ahead and close things out this week with our final Stoic passage. This one comes to us from Musonius Rufus, who was another Greek philosopher. Philosophy doesn't consist in outward display, but in taking heed to what is needed and being mindful of it. All right, so what does all that mean? Essentially, what it's saying is that there is no outward appearance that can tell everyone else that you are a good person. There's no outward appearance. There's no clothes you can wear. There's no uniform. There's no perfect Instagram feed that can show everyone around you that you're a moral person and you live your life according to a certain philosophy. The only way that people can tell that you subscribe to those beliefs is through your actions. You must do the things that you need to do every single day. You must carry yourself a certain way. You must treat people a certain way. You must conduct yourself in a certain manner and handle situations a certain way. And that is how you communicate your personal beliefs to the world, by your actions. Speaking of actions, Guys, don't forget to work hard and treat people well. I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Josh Mario. See you later.